You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jokic's arguing with the officials down there. No, no rim protection. Technical foul was called by Musa Dagger. I saw the official kind of point as if he was ejecting Jokic from the game. That can't be right, can it? Did he get ejected from the game? Wow. This happened against the Pistons a few weeks back as well for Come Denver. On. Now listen. Oh, that, listen, that's that terrible. Seems, that's, that's, that doesn't that's seem fair at all. That that's excessive. excessive. That's excessive. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. As, honestly, it's a superb job by Adam Amin and Stacey King, yeah. NBC Sports excessive. Chicago, with the call last night. Yeah. Excessive. The tech of his life. Um, also, just I, I didn't know that the referee's name was Musa Dagger. Yeah. Pretty good name. Terrible ref. watching the game. I just... Uh, Musa Dagger. It was... <laughs> It was Serbian Appreciation Night, and it's like, yeah, let's let's throw. Let's, like, How do you make this like, up? So couldn't make it up. So we're yeah. we're ejecting Jokic, and also like, if Novak Djokovic is anywhere in the vicinity, he also must leave. Also, a right. Serbian Appreciation Night. It was they. They're in Chicago. You couldn't hear it really on the clip necessarily. Well, you kind of could. They they booed when he was ejected. Of course, in Chicago. They did. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, this this whole setup is ridiculous. Serbian appreciation night. The crowd is there to see Jokic. He gets ejected for, like, nothing. For, like, a, for just, like, harsh language. Like, just, like, really, really, That's... really crazy. And, uh, and, also and then, the like, Nuggets threatens won. the guy afterwards in a very, like, mobsterish way. Which is, like, really, like, good thing we weren't in Serbia or, like, thing he may not have made it out of the building. Like, paraphrasing something like that. It's like, okay. Uh, yeah. All I right. believe him. I, yeah, this is, this, I think this, this might be the only country where you're allowed to do that. And like nothing, like you just like walk out yeah, and nothing happens. Flares don't this go might off. be the only country. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, 20, 20 minutes from now, we'll be on stadium. We'll get Rob Bazola's NFL picks for the weekend. Looking forward to that. Lots of great guests joining us over the course of the show. We'll get to the line moving for week 15 in the NFL. But um, let's, uh, you know, a lot happened in sports last night. NBA, National Hockey League. Ken, thoughts on Jokic? Anything there? Kobe White goes over again. Like one, one of my only wins last night. So thank you very much to Kobe White. We had the St. Louis Blues firing head coach Craig Berube after oh, no. uh, losing 6-4 to the Detroit Red Wings. As a Well, yeah, Berube. Else Berube. Ruby Crystal, <laughs> Ruby Soho. Yeah, Ruby Soho was really good. Yeah, I could have come up with that. Yeah, and, uh, and now for him, yeah, and, destination unknown. Yeah, as he pulls up for some gas. Um, <laughs> right. So let, 
and look, the last time the Blues did this, they won the Stanley Cup. So I'm, I'm certainly not saying that's going to happen this year. Just like, hey, when a couple right. years ago, 2019, they fired whoever the coach was. Histor- <laughs> historical trend. The last time the Blues had an, in- an in-season firing they- and an interim coach, they won the Stanley Cup. So, ergo, it must happen again this year. So get those bets in. I'm kidding. Um, anything else can stand out to you from uh, a pretty busy Tuesday night in the wonderful world of sports? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got I got all kinds of stuff. That's just there's just a lot of fun stuff going on this time of year. And uh, kind of nice to take a break from the NFL for at least a couple segments, just because like I love the NBA and, and the NHL has been really fun this year, too. Uh, the Jokic stuff. I Matt Matt Moore alluded to this yesterday. And like then I kind of followed the next segment and talked about it. But sometimes <laughs> I feel like people sometimes there's like a it's like a treasure hunt to go through the hours of content that we produce for like Ken's thoughts on award markets or like things. And we'll do like basketball and hockey awards when the NFL season's over. We'll probably do those on Thursdays and and or some other times, whatever. Or we'll do them whenever we feel like it. Um, Matt alluded to that most valuable player like he's he still wants to bet into that market NBA most valuable player and where Jokic uh, has had a stranglehold on the market for a pretty long time almost since the start of the year very early on became a favorite has been basically less than two to one everywhere forever uh it was even like laughed at the notion that someone else could win mvp pretty recently in a number of places it was almost treated like this was already over those should always those types of comments by the way should always set off alarm bells to people if the, if you're a better that like the the consensus in the market early in a season is that something is over probably means there's a really good betting opportunity because there's way too much of the season left and it doesn't have to play out that way jokic can definitely still win just that like the reasons i usually like jokic to win the mvp like when i you know when we bet him a couple years ago in his second win and why he's always been so formidable is that because of his like the way that he plays and his style and his and his talent, he performs so well in all of these all-in-one metrics that are created um, that try to measure NBA player performance. And in the NFL, I really don't think the metrics predict who wins MVP as well as everybody else. Like everybody thinks, oh, EPA number one equals MVP. I go, the voters aren't smart enough for that. Like they're gonna, it's gonna be more general. It's gonna be like touchdown passes and, and yards and winning. And that's it. But in the NBA, there's this insane correlation between being number one and these all encompassing metrics. It's usually the same player as number one in all of them and winning the most valuable player award. It's it's like a one to one thing. I just it's it we've done it on the show many times. Okay, well, as a result of two atrocious shooting games, plays okay against Atlanta. It's not like a dominant, crazy stat line, plays okay in the game, and then gets ejected last night. Like we're starting to put up enough, like that's five percent of the season, those four games. Like that's you're starting to put up enough eh kind of performances. The league's too the top guys are too good to do that and be like, yeah, you just win MVP when that happens. Yeah, there I'm sure there are some years where you could do that for 10 games and the second place guy's bad enough that it doesn't matter, or you're LeBron or you're whatever. That's not this. Jokic isn't winning any all-in-one metric, right? He's not winning any of them any of them he's usually winning 100 percent of them and as a result of this and you can be like well it's just four games whatever yeah but like i also think the betting market should kind of react when he's not not even not ahead he's behind right now that has to be like somehow factored into what's happening and he's behind to two players Embiid and sga who are both playing for teams who are going to win like 55 games this year like this is not you know 
Paolo Bancaro or something, or Halliburton, these guys who are going to win like 41 games at the end. Yeah, yeah, like their case is tougher to make. The team's not that good. You can say whatever you want about Indiana. Like their likeliest path is to go like, you know, 43 and 39 and to get like the sixth seed or the seventh seed or whatever. And he's not going to win MVP this year with that. Cool. Maybe they win 55 and I'm wrong. Don't think it's going to happen. SGA is going to win a ton of games and Bede might win the most games. So it's it's just the competition's too good to brick four games and have it not matter. So like <clears throat> I look at the betting market for this right now and I've been betting Embiid like consistent for weeks now and it's with the same idea. I just think it's really close between the two of them yet again. And I I don't get it. And it's you know I know Zach Lowe on his pod a couple of weeks ago is like the MVPs in Denver and the the Tim Bontemps straw poll will come out like probably tomorrow or maybe on Friday, maybe early next week, I expect Jokic to be ahead, probably by a lot. Also, most of the voting for that occurred before this last four games. So like that, I don't, I actually think that poll, no matter what the poll says, it's already too dated. Like, I don't care anymore. I just don't care. And I'll wait for the next one. Um, I just think Embiid's way closer. The poll will do a good, a good job of assessing SGA's candidacy. Like how, how does he factor into everything? But I just like Embiid and SGA are right there in everything. They're ahead of Jokic and stuff. And it's like the market can't be bothered to acknowledge that that's happening. And you start to see it just a little bit now. J.J. Redick, who Matt Moore talked about yesterday, a couple other places. Like, oh, you seeing what Embiid's doing? You seeing what SJ is like? That's going to become really loud pretty soon. And I would really expect, honestly, the market to not go crazy. Like Jokic can still be a favorite. But what if it's like Jokic 2, Embiid 3, SGA 450, everybody else 50? Like that's where we're headed. And like Luca can do whatever he wants. Like he's in fourth or sixth or eighth. Like it's just, he's not in the mix. Sorry. And uh, it's those three guys. So like, that's crazy. And so just to wrap it into last night, which is what you asked me about, like you, it, the, the league is way, way too good at the top to just keep throwing out games, just toss out performances in games and think that it won't have it won't make a difference at the end of the year. All right, so good stuff there on NBA Most Valuable Player. And as Ken said, like we will do, obviously, as the season moves along, NFL starts to wind down. A lot more NBA and National Hockey League awards stuff. Stuff's really interesting and lots of great betting opportunities. Nick and Ken here on a Wednesday. Rob Azola will join us in 10 minutes. We'll be on Stadium, and we'll begin our conversation today on Week 15 in the National Football League. Just so, anything else, Ken, on last night? Like I had the Baruby thing slated to talk about, just like anything to do yeah. with the Blues. Um, and anything else for you from last night, and then we can I, we can take it in a couple other directions if we'd like i mean uh baruby like i don't really have anything on the blues uh they were like a really league average team maybe they'll be slightly better than league average now maybe uh i don't know doesn't seem like a lot going on there uh the two things in hockey that i had that were pretty interesting the oilers and it's not like they were minus 500 they were they were gonna win like so, sorry like they were just gonna, they were gonna win a lot and you couldn't even really make a lot of money on betting that they were gonna win last night um they are just insane what eight in a row something like that uh they're just so on fire right now but they play in a division with like the best teams in the league all play in the same division so you would normally when a team wins eight in a row and they have the best player in the league like think about if denver was 500 and then they won eight in a row and Jokic was awesome there you think their price to win the division would change a little bit to win the eastern conference whatever the oilers are doing this but like the golden knights are probably gonna win maybe gonna win the president's trophy this year especially when aiden hill comes back the Kings are extremely good, might have the Vezina winner. The Canucks are extremely good, which we've detailed. They won again last night. And then the Oilers are in fourth in their own division, and you just go, hey, like, great job on eight in a row. Are you getting past any of these teams? Like, what's going to happen? They're like 10, 12 to 1 to win their – they went eight in a row. 12 to 1, 10 to 1 to win their own division still. I don't know what to do with that 
Like I don't, I don't, I thought about betting them like six different times the last week. And I just go, I don't, how many games in a row do they have to win before I think they're going to finish ahead of these teams? I mean, it literally might be like the first third and seventh best teams in the entire league are in the same division, something like that. And uh, in terms of just how they're going to finish at the end, that just, it's crazy. So not sure what to do with the Oilers, but like, maybe it's still a, maybe it's a buy opportunity. They, they literally never lose. Um, and then I have something on the Rangers. That's pretty good too. But I, do you have any thoughts on the Oilers? Like how, like what, like, yeah. what do you make of that? I would say this about Edmonton because, like, obviously the thing with the Oilers and this whole run with Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl has been, like, the super high-powered offense, right? But obviously suspect goaltending. Like, Stuart Skinner, after, like, a really rough start to the season, has been really good. It's like, the, like the, the, the goaltending's been good for Edmonton also. And, like, you're right. It might be too little too late, Ken, for Edmonton to, like, win the division. Which is crazy. But it's so it, early. It's so it, early. Yeah, 55 but, games but, but left. so many good yes. teams, to, to right. your point. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if... If the goaltending is going to be good, they're probably the best team in the league. Anyway, we don't have a lot of time left here in the hour. So what did you have on the Rangers? Just uh, we bet the over last night. So we bet the over on Sorokin, Ottinger, and Shesterkin. Three, like those are the last three hockey bets we made. Basically, they all won. And uh, and there's this crazy theory out there that basically Jonathan Quick, who's the Rangers backup goalie, who's had an amazing year this year, basically that he steals the ability and life force of whoever the starter is on whatever team he's on and basically reduces them to rubble. Like, go back and look at every team he's ever been on. When he becomes really good, a star goalie becomes terrible. Hopefully for Rangers fans, it's just Durkin's okay. Well, you know, Jonathan Quick, to be fair, does have two Stanley Cup championships, so... There's that. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll start hour number two, getting NFL bets for the weekend with Rob Pizzola.